And Brandon, what's up, people? And it's the uh, the the illustrious return. return. Okay, the grand return of one Gabe Martinez. Hello, Gabe. What it do? Yeah. He has returned. So Gabe has been gone for his birthday like month apparently because he just needed the whole month right. off. To be fair, it was my birthday and I ended up getting very sick, so I couldn't talk for like a good two weeks. Ask him how many episodes of his own podcast he recorded. I mean, of his own video he recorded while he couldn't talk. Literally only two, and it was the day my antibiotics finished. Now ask him what the link of that is so that we can link it in our show notes. I don't think I can watch. say. A link and it'll just what's pop your, up. What's your YouTube like? It's my oh, actually, my YouTube name changed a little bit. I think it's Fail Gooby now Is because YouTube, Gooby? yeah, YouTube was doing this weird thing where it was like change your like your at YouTube. and your actual channel name are different. Yeah, my channel name is at Fail Gooby, all lowercase or Fail Guru if it pops up when you search it up. Uh, I still have it as Fail Guru. Yeah, felt grew still oh, there, but like oh the oh the at is different. Yeah, so they change. Yeah, I don't know. YouTube one day was just mm. like you have to change your at, and I'm like I never knew I had an at for YouTube, but okay. Well, strange. The good news is that we'll have it in the show notes, so everybody can watch. What game are you playing? I'm playing Dead Space, and I'm scaring the shit out of myself. So that everyone can watch Gabe scare himself on Dead Space, <laughs> and also while I'm here, do not forget that Brandon is also streaming. Does it hold up weekly? He is now going through, I believe your last one was Pokemon, right? I did Pokemon Stadium 2 yesterday. Mm. Those streams are so fun because it's like he's playing all the games that I would like to play, but I know I'm going to get bored as soon as I turn it on. So it's like, I'm just going to watch Brandon play them. It's almost as if... Stadium, Stadium Actually, 2, those, those mini games were still fun, but boy, those rental Pokemon are so bad. It's like they really yeah. wanted you to use that trend and they really wanted you to use a transfer pack, but it's a shame you can't do that on it. So ugh. it's a shame too. I grew up with yeah, Drew's about to talk shit about that. old games. I was, and then I decided I'm above that right now. I'm gonna let you guys have exactly it. That's why I did I still need to have you at some point so we can play some right wave wave sixty four. Oh my god, yes, that's the only good old game on there. Um <laughs> Wait, which one? Wave race sixty four. Wave race sixty four. I was so bad at that game, but it was so fun. It's so fun. Shit. It's so fun. Unlike, uh, you want to come to the game? Like, that's four, up to four people. We could just, Shit, we could just if, if I'm that off that day, Shit, we'll try to figure well, it out after the working, podcast. So. <laughs> I am always working, and work. it's depressing. And you know what fun. else will never work? What else won't work? The Xbox PlayStation Portable oh. Store. Oh, <laughs> wow. What's going on to the 360 Store? Because it's been shut down. Um, you can or will be it. shut down. Or it will be shut down. Sure. I mean, was it was it being utilized before this? No. So it's who cares? By um, I mean, you never someone's know. Grandma there might be. Got a 360 and didn't upgrade to the one. <laughs> Y'all really don't fight me on like the 360 store being used actively. You're right. There probably are a ton of, and that was me showing that i'm an a-hole because you're right there i'm sure there are people that are still using the xbox 360 store but guess what it literally doesn't matter because it's gonna be closed 
and that's not on me. I'm not the one closing it, it so me. don't be mad at me. Um, you can still play games that you purchased on your Xbox 360 after July 2024. Multiplayer games will work after July 2024 as long as the publisher still supports the online servers and no impact on purchasing or playing uh, BC titles, uh, which is backwards compatibility for those who don't know. Um, so yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. I, you know, I don't know how, like, that affects people, but if you guys have any opinions on it, now's your chance to tell me so that I don't sound like an a-hole. Interesting that, uh, <laughs> I guess, I guess realistically, this is just gonna happen to all the, the old, the storefronts that are old enough. It's just, I guess a lot of, not a lot of people expected it from Microsoft necessarily, only because... Oh, the whole gung ho thing about being gung ho about being uh, backwards compatibility friendly and all that good stuff. And obviously, they're not really getting rid of that per se. They're just getting rid of a storefront in which you can purchase said titles. But you know, it's it's not surprising. I guess I'm more surprised that people are surprised. But I guess with past statements, it just uh, you know, it, it was going to happen eventually. That storefront's yeah. been out forever. And I'm more surprised with the, the people that. Yeah, that's why I'm more surprised people were having a problem with it. I was like, you can still play the yeah. game. You guys just rave all about Xbox Game Pass, and all those games are probably there, so what's the big idea? This isn't like Nintendo, when Nintendo closed their 3DS shop and the Wii U. Like, <laughs> we can, you can still play your Xbox 360 games. You can. Okay, you very much can. All right, well. I just have to talk shit about Xbox. <clears throat> no, don't do it. I have uh, nothing to say on the matter. Um... Christy, do you have anything to say on the Xbox 360 store closing? No, not really. Yeah. I, I, on Game Pass, I, I guess. Yeah, a lot of the games are backwards compatible on Game Pass or whatever. And, like, to be honest, how old is the Xbox 360 store? Like, we had two generations now since then? Five or six. Shit. Didn't um, Sony already close their PS3 storefront? Oh, I have no idea. They closed they... that shit a while ago. <laughs> Wait, did they, 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 like, they actually pretty... close it? Wasn't yeah, that well, like... Uh, yeah, I thought that they closed it a while ago. Well, I remember there was like a backlash about that, so I think they relented on it. Maybe. Oh, like, I no, they're still online. I mean... Oh, they are? Yeah, because yeah, the <laughs> they, announced, they announced the PS3, the Vita, and the PSP storefronts were closing, but apparently they got yeah they got backlash so the ps3 and vita stores remain open online remain online to this day but the psp store was closed as planned right. that's what it was which i don't know why because mm. they made another playstation portable all right well we're not going into that yet i had to make that joke. um <clears throat> so next up i'm gonna give brandon his time to shine and tell us all about the power rangers cosmic mario Fury. sunshine oh. His time what? to shine, uh, because it is Morphin Time. The Power Rangers Cosmic Fury is, is going to be premiering exclusively on Netflix September 29th, and it's going to include the return of the Mighty Morphin Blue Ranger, Billy Cranston. Billy Cranston, Brandon, take it away. Tell me about how Star. Uh, what is this? Power Rangers is not racist. Huh? Wait, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> tell me about the Power Rangers returning to Netflix. <laughs> My bad. And I was like, uh, okay, oh, all right. Okay, well, let me let me say this. So this is gonna be this is gonna be like a two part thing. The, I do I did want to incorporate all of us in this conversation. That's where the second part will come in. So let me just get this my my personal stuff out of the way first. Um, yeah, um, for a long time, fans, Lord Zed is back as the main villain. That looks cool. 
Billy coming back was a big surprise that wasn't really announced. Um, former recurring character. So I've, I've mentioned this podcast before, but the previous season, Dino Fury had the first um, gay Power Ranger, which was the Green Ranger. Her name was Izzy, I believe. Um, her girlfriend was, was like really a reoccurring character. Yeah. How we know? Did they kiss? Yeah, they did actually. All right. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be sure. I gotta be sure. Listen, there are they, there are they, like they videos, went... and they're like, "Oh, it's the first gay, blah blah blah," and I, like they don't even be holding hands. I gotta make sure. Good fun. No, they 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 kissed. They went to prom together. They held hands. Like it, there was a whole episode. There was a whole episode about it. yeah. So yeah, her girlfriend, which was a reoccurring character, is now becoming a main character. I am speculating that she might actually become a ranger, which is super cool. Um, so yeah, here's the thing that uh, that all of us can discuss, so it doesn't just get too insular. Um, the fact that, of course, we are on the ongoing writer strike slash actor strike, and so this announcement kind of just came out of nowhere. Normally, when there's like a upcoming trailer, the actors will like hype it up, but I've even seen to like social media of like the actors that are on it, like um. They can't really promote it. I know the act, the actor who was played the Pink Ranger the previous season. She just could only all she could really tweet about this about the trailer is like, "Well, I'm glad you guys know now." With a smile, with a smiley face emoji. So I guess that's something that we can all discuss. Um, what are the thoughts about like new projects coming out? Just it doesn't have to be just specific to Power Rangers. Any projects coming out that um, you know actors would love to promote, love to get hyped up with the fans, but just can't really do so in the current situation. Uh, I don't think I have anything nice to say. <laughs> I feel like I haven't mm-hmm. had anything nice to say this whole podcast. I I, I think that I think that um, there is a sacrifice that needs to be made, which is sorry guys that I can't be super excited about this project that I'm in because guess what? I'm trying to make sure I can make enough money to freaking live. So like, here's a happy face. I'm happy y'all see it. I'm like, but of course I can't promote it anymore right now because like fuck promoting this thing that's not gonna make me any money, not gonna be able to pay my rent. Also, quick question before anyone else answers Brandon, and because I am talking about Power Rangers, is it still racist? Like, are they still doing like racist stereotypes of like the Asian is yellow and the black guy is the black ranger and the white guy is the white ranger, or have they changed that up? They have not done that for like years, bro. Perfect. I didn't know. Like, I just learned. I, well, like, I, like I'm, I'm like struggling to even think about like I have, I don't, I legit don't think they have had a ye- Asian yellow ranger since the original. So the who's black. The, who's the pink up? ranger? The current pink ranger, who was it? Uh, was a white girl, but I don't think for this next season there's even going to be a pink ranger. Oh. Why? She died. Uh, because she's going to be becoming a red ranger for the new season. She actually wow. had a promotion. Oh, they're uh, like because... color tears. Oh shit, it's a real thing. Oh. Well, the red is always red has almost always been the leader of the Power Rangers, so she is like becoming Wait, so like the make new a white leader. Girl a leader. All right, yeah. never mind. You had me in your life. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah, uh, back to back to your point. Yeah, you can't like, you can't promote it because like, sure, it's you know, I I said my piece. I like I I understand. Like I I I would be I I I don't have I I don't have sympathy for someone not being able to report it because I do feel like the bigger issue is not being able to pay your rent, uh, <laughs> because of the you know because of the strike. Um, so mm. it's like I, that, yeah, that's just my opinion. I feel like if you're affected by it a lot, you should probably. I feel like you have bigger things to worry about than you know promoting your new show. Yeah, I agree. Thank you because I keep feeling like I sound like an a hole. Um, no, I mean the like it's 
no one, no one, that's just a sad situation. Like, no one's really winning the situation, but that's the whole reason this situation even exists in the first place. You know, obviously, the actors are very excited for this role. They want to, like, it's clear that they want to promote it, but they're trying to stand in solidarity with the other people that are being oppressed by, um, you know, in this current situation. And they're just trying to, you know, stand by them. I think it's admirable. And it takes, let me, let me, let's be real. It takes a lot of strength because. This is the 30th anniversary of Power Rangers. This is kind of like a like a lot of eyes that would not normally be on Power Rangers are going to be on in this season. They are coming back for a third season, which hasn't really happened in since the original. So this is a historical season for a lot of reasons. This is something to be excited about. So for them to be able to still show restraint and you know you know maintain their silence to stand in solidarity, I respect it. I do. I respect it, but I don't think it takes a lot of restraint. Just don't post it. There are literally more important things. Like if uh, I think, there's more important things, but I just don't think it's as easy as you're saying. I That's think all it is. I think if you have a, a, a if you have a moral compass and your coworkers literally cannot live, you probably won't have that big of a time not celebrating this, because like there are ten times more important things than making a tweet about this show. Um, but but also um you know I don't know because I'm not there and I'm a different person and I don't have the same type of you know responsibility for promoting a show so um you might be right I uh, I you're probably right I don't know anything it's just rambling at this point you can say oh. huh you know what's something we're not rambling about Jarrell Sega has welcomed Rovio to the family with, quote, We're so thrilled to celebrate Rovio becoming a member of the Sega group. Get ready for exciting adventures ahead. So um, Rovio's biggest acquisition is Angry Birds, which if you were around in the 20-somethings, you will know was the one of the biggest games in the world at the time. Um, so much so that the company went through like ups and downs, uh, specifically over... Um, Angry Birds. <clears throat> anyway, I just want to know if you guys think that Angry Birds and Sega is a good fit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, why not? I don't know. It just it just feels like it fits. I mean, I mean, once you think about it, yeah, it does. It works. Why? I don't know. It's just something about Angry Birds. Well, sorry, Rovio being. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like Angry Birds and Sonic. It's like it's just a good match. I mean, I don't know. That's fair. I can't I, wait. To, I can't wait to see red, the red, the red angry bird. I don't remember his name. Just do spin dashes. His, with Sonic I, his, his name's Red. Oh his yeah, will we well, yeah. see the red angry bird in Persona Five? Oh my god, that would oh be my amazing. God. Yeah, what if we just what if what if we just got Red as a Persona? That'd be great. That, or no, yeah, that, yeah, that and then and then but no, that, and I, and out. Like, listen, the obvious one is gonna be Red being in Sonic Dash, and then you're just gonna be able to dash with with Red from doing spin dash. That's the obvious one. <laughs> I just I like, like red and knuckles would be better. They're both angry. And you like, know exactly, what? Yeah. Red might be a persona in Persona Three. This is what they're gearing up for what for their Persona Three remake Which reload. By the way, because load. you brought it up, it looks amazing. I don't know if anyone has seen the new like. Oh, I have. From yeah, yeah, I saw the new. I saw snippets. It looks good. 
That's what was great. Um, definitely go shoot yourselves in the head while playing Persona and summon your Personas because that's what they do. I'm not telling you guys. That's what they do. That's what they do. Don't cancel us. They're not guns. They're invokers. Yes, they're invokers. They shoot themselves in the head with their invokers. One last thing about the whole Raviel Sonic thing. I just, I just really feel like there, I mean, there's a possibility that Sega will make some, like, new Angry Birds, like, console games or what have you based on the IP. It's entirely possible. But really, if I'm being realistic, I think this is just going to re- um, result in a lot of mobile games. Either mobile games or more mobile crossovers. Like, that Sonic Dash thing, I said, I'm 100% serious about that. I think that's going to happen. But I think there's other mobile crossovers that's going to happen as well in the future. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the promo image was literally the Angry Birds and Sonic together. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah. So, uh, in Nintendo news, because I know you all are just Nintendo simps, um, Charles Martinet has uh, been the original voice of Mario in the game since 1996, I believe. Um, as far yeah. back as Super Mario 64, he's now moving into the brand new role of Mario Ambassador. With this transition, he will be stepping back from recording character voices for our games but he'll continue to travel the world sharing the joy of mario and interacting with you all it's been an honor working with charles to help bring mario to life for so many years and we want to thank and celebrate him please keep an eye out for our special video message from shigeru shigeru miyamoto excuse me and charles martinet himself which they will post in a future update and that is from nintendo's twitter because uh, charles is a mario ambassador and not the voice of uh, mario anymore and i feel like all you nintendo simps have things to say so please take the floor um <laughs> he's like no <laughs> i mean thank thank you for what he's done he's done really good at it we're gonna miss him but you he's know not going anywhere he's, he's gonna be a mario he's, ambassador he's, Why are you gonna yeah but you know, obviously he's not the voice anymore but i'm i'm glad he's you know he's he's you know i'm not gonna say stepping back because like you said he's the mario ambassador and the way they're making it sound, it's like, you know, it's a really big thing. But, you know, give his old... I'm not going to say that because then you're going to make fun of the way I say it. No, go ahead. No one will make fun of you. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was going to say, give his old throat pipes a break, but... Okay, well, that was... That was a choice of words. Um, <laughs> that was a choice of words. But I said I wasn't going to make fun of you for it, so I won't on the podcast. Um, uh, Brandon? Good. Yeah, um... First off, let me echo what Gabe said. Absolutely, he's had an absolutely crazy, great career as Mario. For me, he's always been Mario because I grew up in the N64 era. My first Mario game was Super Mario 64. So to me, Mario's always had a voice. Like I know people who grew up like maybe before me, you know, playing with Super Nintendo NES and then experienced Mario there. And then they heard him speak for the first time in 64. I was like, whoa! But he's always had a voice to me. And it's always been Charles Martinet. So that's... uh, very significant to me that he's uh, just not going to be anymore. Um, they have already confirmed that he is not going to be voicing Mario in Super Mario Wonder, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, I should say. And War- the upcoming WarioWare game is also one that's playing him as well. But Wario did sound a little bit different, but for the new Mario, I could barely tell. So whoever this new person is, is clearly doing a good job. As far as the whole... Jarrell had asked me a question, is like, what the hell is a Mario ambassador? Obviously, I don't have the answer to that. I can only speculate. I think what that's going to mean is like, 
he's going to help facilitate the transition of the new Mario actor, make sure they represent the brand well. And to his point, if he's considered a still a part of Nintendo's, like uh, the part of the Nintendo company, uh, he's going to make sure that the character that he has voiced for so long is going to be uh, represented well going forward. And that I guess he rep- best represents the brand. That's just all speculation. We have no idea what that actually means until I guess it goes into practice or maybe until this video comes out. Um, um, but yeah, I uh, imagine I, I will. I will. I will say this: whether or not this was explicitly Charles's choice to step back from the role and take on this new role, or if Nintendo kind of like pressured him to doing so, we don't know that. We don't know that for sure right now. What I will say though is, it's very rare that someone that has performed the character for so long and is quite frankly the age that, that, that he is can step away from the role by choice usually that choice is made for them or in you know in some cases they'll just pass away before they get the chance to do it i will say the fact that he gets to leave on his own terms and in my in my thinking can't help choose a successor I think it's kind of like the best case scenario for it because it's better that than, you know, God forbid he passed away and like, oh God, who's Mario now? You know, something like that, something like that happening. So at least he'll get to like have a say, help pass the torch gracefully, which I think is nice. And, you know, more importantly, like, again, so many people have just known him as Mario for all these years and respect them. Usually like when Satoru Iwata died, you know, people were praising, you know, posthumously praising him. It's nice that Charles, Mart- Charles Martinet can leave his role and hear that praise while he's still around to hear it, as opposed to after he's gone. Which is nice. Chrissy? They just both summed up what I wanted to say, and it's not fair. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, only thing I have to say is that I think he's in a very unique position as he's one of those um, people who has worked with the company for so long that he kind of does have you know a little bit of say as to what happens i'm not gonna say a lot uh, but he reminds me of um uh i don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, final fantasy 14 but um koji fox who is the translator for um mm-hmm. naoki yoshida has gone on yeah. to go from like he used to be just a translator and now he's like helping write the story and like as a producer on uh some of the the games because their relationship has grown like so strongly over the years and this is what what that's what uh charles martinet's relationship with nintendo kind of remind me reminds me of that he has um encompassed this you know iconic one of the most iconic characters in the world um in the way that he has for so long that he does have a little bit of leeway to be able to you know step back and also become mario ambassador and make sure the next person does a really great job at it so good for him and he's not dead he's not dead. like you said oh i do i do i do have one last thing to say on the subject um, obviously he's most well known for doing the voice of Mario, but though, but he's also the voice of Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, and the baby Mario and Luigi as well. He has voiced all six of those characters. Now he hasn't always voiced all six of those characters. He kind of took on everyone besides Mario from like 2000 onwards. Originally Luigi was just like voiced by various different characters, Wario, you get the idea. So I'm wondering if the, uh, if they're doing that again, where one person is voicing multiple characters or if they're just gonna have multiple voice actors this time around i because i don't know how many voice actors just have that range so like maybe the next one that has the best mario voice doesn't necessarily also have the range to pull off luigi you think they could but who knows and the only reason i say that is because you know 
for all the uh, cartoon historians out there, Mel Blanc was like the voice of like pretty much every single like male Looney Tunes character from the time that he was alive. And now in modern days, they found that they don't have as many voice actors that can just pull off every single one of them voices. So this guy is voicing Bugs Bunny. This guy is voicing Foghorn Lego. This guy is voicing Yosemite Sam when Mel Blanc used to do all of them. You know, that's just how it is. I'm sure there's someone out there that could Brandon. do it all. But... You cannot just sit here and slander amazing voice actors of this generation like that. I am not slandering anyone. You just said that nobody can, nobody nowadays can do what the older voice actors do. I did not say nobody. I just said it'd be difficult. You said barely anybody. It's so hard to find them. And we literally have talent that can still do that. Can you guys put a pause on that so I can go grab some popcorn? (laughs) It's not hard. I don't think it's hard at all. Uh, you have you you have we have so many voice actors that are doing that right now. I think you're doing them a little bit of a disservice. Okay, yell at Warner Brothers. Don't hire them. Why? When you can have one person do it all, and pay that one yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Yell at Warner Brothers. Tell uh, tell them, hey, there's someone out there that can do it. Tell them, and then tell Nintendo that too. Tell them all. Like, like I'm not offering. the person you need to be telling all this stuff. Like it's like you know what? what you're right. Saying... You know what, Jarrell? You're Jarrell. I agree with you. You know what? I 100% agree. You're right. There, 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 so, there are some so, talented so voice actors that can voice them. to this, right? No, yeah, no. So you're saying voice all of them? All I said. Oh, I didn't say that. But go, do, do it up, my dog. Go. Head over to Nintendo. Get to the booth right now. Let's go. Okay, ready, man. New generation of Nintendo begins now. Jarrell's Mario. I don't know where the fuck. Ben, ben Star, eat your heart out. You can't beat Jarrell. Literally, all I said was I think there are voice actors that can do multiple voices, and I, I think correct you. Kind of Let's not... go. Okay. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> You're right. I'm going to put in my audition for all the other characters that are not Mario. I will, I will. I will. I yes. will basically do a uh, an audition shape just like Clive's voice actor in Final Fantasy 16, and see how far that gets me. Lots of f bombs. I, I cannot wait to hear Jarrell's take on Daisy. Let's freaking go. The only thing I care about is uh, the Peach game that is uh, not out yet. So, give me that Nintendo. Give me that Peach game. So I can can't play wait it. to finish. Can't wait to finish that game. Roll the credits and see Jarrell leave you right there. <laughs> <laughs> I am the voice of Peach. What? What is? <laughs> never mind. Let me not try that. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna do it right now. I'll. I'll, I'll hold it oh, for after the no, podcast. Go. Um, so yeah, Ubisoft Plus is um, expanding its lineup. Um, they put out a message saying we're excited to announce a new agreement that will bring Activision Blizzard games to Ubisoft Plus via streaming upon the completion of Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. We'll be l- also be licensing the games to range, excuse me, to a range of cloud streaming. <laughs> Whoa, sorry, very weird hiccup. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry guys um sorry sorry let me let me let me drink real quick <laughs> first let me take a sip yeah i'm so sorry that was a horrible hiccup um so this comes on the heels of news that activision blizzard is attempting to sell their um streaming service off uh to ubisoft i believe it was so that the acquisition that we've been talking about for a year and a half can finally go through. And <clears throat> essentially what this means is allowing uh, Activision Blizzard games onto Ubisoft Plus. So now you can use your Ubisoft Plus to play things like Call of Duty and um, uh, Overwatch. 
um, and they're going to start licensing their games to cloud cloud uh, subscription services to hopefully allow Microsoft to be able to finally get this acquisition to go through. And honestly, at this point, just fucking do it. I'm so sick of hearing about it. Just give it to them. I don't care anymore. Um, but my question to you guys about this was, I have it here. Um, uh, so, so there was a tweet that said that basically what's going to happen is after this is all done, I think it was my Ryan something from IGN, that after this is all done, they're just going to, uh, uh, that Microsoft is just going to reper, uh, is going to rather purchase Ubisoft after the acquisition anyway, and then just basically have all their stuff back like they were, uh, before. Um, so it's kind of like just sell it off for now, make the acquisition and then just purchase Ubisoft. How do you guys, how viable do you think it is that that would happen after this? I mean, it's Microsoft. They looks like their whole plan is to buy out every game so a game company. It does seem Pretty so. much. I see it happening. Wow. It does seem that way. I mean, they, 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 they you make your own games, right? They found a game plan. They seem to be sticking to it. <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, I haven't played my Xbox in a long time. Uh, but I will be playing Starfields. No, I don't even know what they make. Like, what does Ubisoft make nowadays? Um, Mario and Rabbids. Aren't they Assassin's, Assassin's Creed? Creed? What yeah, are Assassin's they making Creed. right now? When's the last Tom Assassin's Clint, Creed Tom game Clancy. that came out? When's the last last Assassin's Assassin's year, Assassin's year probably. Yeah. Prince of Persia. When's the last Prince of Persia? Isn't there an Assassin's Creed coming out later this year or something? I think yeah, it's yeah October. October is way too packed. It's, uh, it's yeah. October. Yeah. 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 And I, I think there's a Tom Clancy game that has come out recently, but man, don't call me on that. I don't follow those releases. Exactly. I do know. I do know the Prince of Persia game is coming out like in July next year. The new one. Sure. And then that Sands of Time remake has been in development hell for I don't know how exactly. long. Exactly, but yeah, Ubisoft, go get purchased by Microsoft, and then you'll be able to make more games. Um, I could depending shade here. I will not because I will be using my Xbox tomorrow. For um, what? For what? <laughs> don't ask me. I have no idea. I'm gonna turn it on and make sure it still works. It's been so long. I'll probably. Boy, I can't wait to hear about Jarrell's tales of playing Infinite, Halo Infinite on this podcast. Nah, you know I, I I have played Halo Infinite actually for like five minutes, and I thought I would enjoy it, and it was whatever. Great! I can't wait to hear you play another five minutes. Nah, I'm I'm probably gonna be finishing uh Midnight Suns. I I bought Marvel's Midnight Suns on Xbox, and I haven't. Played oh, it. I hate that oh, game. Why? It's I so bought it for the good. PS5, and it's just I don't know for a Marvel game. For a, for a company it. that has a shit ton of money, the graphics look like shit to me. Oh my god, I love that game. And I'm not even a graphic guy, but it's just, I play the game and I'm like, it feels like I'm playing an upscaled version of Ultimate Alliance. Like, that's what the graphics look like. Okay, fine. I, I was disappointed. That, but I did really love the game. So that's I'm disappointed to hear that because I love that game. Um, But also, I'll be playing Star Wait, Jarrell loved a game that doesn't have great graphics? I don't think the graphics are bad. I mean, I'm playing this on Xbox, shocking. but I don't think the graphics are bad. I think they're fine. Um, I don't think they're bad. Uh, I think bad graphics... Never mind. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Switch. Um, yeah, I don't think they're bad. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'll be playing Starfield. This is like shocking. I'll be playing Starfield. So that's what I'll be playing. I will be too, but guess what? I'm not buying an Xbox. Yeah, you can play on PC, I'm assuming. Yep, on Steam. I don't have a PC, so I'll be playing on Xbox. Cause I yeah, uh, speaking of... Is it not Steam Deck compatible or something? What? I hope it's not. That game looks too big to be Starfield? Steam Deck compatible. Mm, I guess so. 
Man, I don't. I don't. But can you imagine my... if you could though, a game like that handheld? I don't use my Steam Deck either because it's too big for me. Well, it's perfect size. I just use it like Kelly to play Final Fantasy fourteen. It's. I could make another crafty. Yeah. Deck. I won't. <laughs> um. <laughs> it, I, it, I'm sure it's the perfect size for some people, but for me, it's not the perfect size. Um, yeah, uh, I, I prefer to play 14 on my big TV as well. But that doesn't matter. What matters is that EA's Bioware is about to lay off 50 people and cut ties with unionized keywords playtesting group. Um. That does matter. That does matter. That's... Um, <laughs> EA said that its Bioware studio based in Edmonton, Canada is laying off 50 people on the team, even as Dragon Age Dreadwolf is in the lat the excuse me, the late stages of development. The layoffs will likely be a blow to morale at the studio and make the development environment more difficult. Gary McKay, the general manager of the developer, told employees in a statement today that the move is meant to make the EA owned developer a more agile and more focused studio. EA has an estimated twelve thousand to thirteen thousand employees and Bioware uh, had perhaps about two hundred and fifty people. So, 50 of those people are about to get fired. Um, uh, quote, in order to meet the needs That's of our so upcoming sad. projects, continue to hold ourselves to the highest standard of quality and ensure Bioware can continue to thrive in an industry that's rapidly evolving, we must shift towards a more agile and more focused studio. It will allow our developers to iterate quickly, unlock more creativity, and form a clear vision of what we're building uh, before development ramps up. He added, to achieve this, we find ourselves in a position where change is not only necessary, but unavoidable. Um, as difficult as this is to say, rethinking our approach to development inevitably means reorganizing our team to match the studio's changing needs. As part of this transition, we are eliminating approximately 50 roles at Bioware. That is deeply painful and humbling to write. We're doing everything we can to ensure the process is handled with empathy, respect, and clear communication. Um, yeah... Oh, there is one more thing. Um, in addition, the moves come with a couple of related to uh, related or perhaps coincidental events. Uh, a spokesperson for EA said that the company was unable to come to an agreement with part of Keywords, which is a big game services firm that provides playtesting services. In June 2022, the small part of Keywords had a group of contractors who voted to unionize. Now, coincidentally, after that, um, after they voted to unionize, 50 people are being laid off and it might be in that division. Who knows? I, coincidental. I didn't say it. Um, VentureBeat.com and, uh, Dean Takahashi said it, not me. So send your issues to them. Anyway. Yeah. Any, any, any thoughts on the 250 employees knocking down to 200 so that, uh, EA and Bioware can finish this game in the late stages of development? I just... It's so obviously that's very sad, but like it's just so sad to hear like the state of Bioware because they used to be like one of the premium developers. It's ironic because they're the original creators of Baldur's Gate. They are obviously not the creators of Baldur's Gate anymore, and now obviously the latest entry is out here blowing up sales chart and, and lighting up reviews on all this stuff. And they're out here; they haven't had like a lot a lot of success lately. Like um, even Dragon a lot Age, of them are more, like. They have a huge following with Dragon Age, and they haven't they, put out a game they, since the beginning of the PS4. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that. And then, of course, they had to 
we all remember their attempt at making the live service game with Anthem. That did not go well for them at all. That was no, then. We forgot that. That Bioware was Anthem. Yeah. We forgot that. We didn't remember that. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> we we forgot yeah. that. Oh, that game yeah. looked so promising. It did. It really did. And it just it just did. It, it did. But like, yeah, no, that's just a, that's just emblematic of like the fact that Bioware has just been struggling lately. Like beyond beyond obviously the shitty the shitty layouts, the just game quality has been very hit or miss. Unfortunately, mostly misses. Unfortunately, like Dragon Age is the one series that has still pretty much maintained its quality. But that's it. And obviously, as you to your point, it's taken them forever to even get this one, and it's coming at a cost to get this game out. We talk about crunch. How about just laying off employees altogether? That's crazy, bro. Yeah, um, man. The less hands you have to help, the better. Duh. Don't let them unionize. Fire them before they do. Yeah. Yes. God forbid your employees want, you know, good benefits and job security. And oh reasonable hours. Reasonable hours. Oh, That's a good one. What? Get a load of this one over here. Reasonable hours. What is that? Real, real, real brief aside, since we're talking about unreasonable hours, is anyone else watching the anime Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead? I've literally never heard that of it. That was a long-ass title. That's <laughs> your question. No, I have okay. so, 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 heard about it. Okay, I, I love it so far. I'm it's, watching it's, Demon it's, Slayer. It's, Sorry. Oh, I do want to get back to Demon Slayer. But anyway, you know, just a real quick... Have you quick, seen FMA yet, Jarrell? Um, sorry, Brandon, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the premise, it's on, it's on Netflix and Hulu, but like the premise of it is basically there's this guy, um, former rugby player in his high school, gets a job at this company that he's always wanted to work to, his dream job, um, finds out that it treats his workers like shit. He has to work like mandatory overtime and he just like, Oh, I saw, over... I did. I saw the preview for this. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah, he's been working at this job for two years and basically suffering, almost commit suicide because of how just overworked so you, he is. Just so you yeah. guys know, like, his first day there doesn't end for, like, two days. He literally is just like, yes. when can I go home? And he works two days straight before he finally gets to go home. Yeah, that was the other thing. He was psychologically believed to make that he would be letting everybody down if he didn't go. Like, they, that job not only, like, overworked him, but it was brainwashing him, basically. Anyway, to, after two years of working on this job, um, the world just kind of ends like like the zombie apocalypse has begun or outside his house, and his first reaction is, "Hey, does this mean I don't have to go to work today?" And he just like literally running from something. He's like, "I'm free from work!" And basically, the premise of the show is like, unlike the typical zombie show where you're like trying to survive the apocalypse, he literally is writing like a bucket list of hundred things to do before he becomes a zombie that he couldn't do while he was working this shitty job. It's great. It does have some meaningful moments, but it's obviously mostly a comedy. But yeah, I highly recommend. It's just not <laughs> because we're talking about this situation. Ay, yeah, yeah. So tonight's big question is going to be about anime. So I'm going to get to the last story I've got, and then we can do our big question of the night, which I didn't tell you guys we were going to have until right now. Yay! No surprises. Um, so, uh, the, the Gamescom is going on right now, but literally nobody cares. Um, well, I'm sure people <laughs> I, care. I watched the opening, been... I watched the opening light live and I was, aside from that second trailer, I was, I, I really didn't care about much. Yeah, I didn't even watch it. Like, like <laughs> I didn't even watch it. I, I have a, I have a games journalism job and didn't even watch it. Um, the, uh, the Your one... boss is looking at this right now like, mm, She knows I didn't watch it. I literally have so much other stuff to do that Gamescom has not been, like, interesting she's there right now actually so i don't have to watch if she's there um but uh two things that i want to talk about from gamescom the first one 
was that the stage was once again uh, crashed uh, while Jeff Keighley was hosting by a random person who had said something about GTA 6 and Bill Clinton as they ran up on the yeah, stage. He, yeah, his, he was like, Bill Clinton wants to play GTA 6. What is GTA 6? Is was what the guy who rushed the stage said. <laughs> like, I, I saw that and my first thought was literally like, how how is this how happening this again? How does this happen again? Like, how, exactly. where is your, what is security like at these shows? Like, what is going on? And this is so bad because anything could have happened like that guy literally could have yeah. ran up there and just stabbed him and like been done with it like you have no idea and you have so many uh you have so many industry people there you have so many developers there to show off like the, the, their brand new stuff and you have so many haters of like you know crazy haters of uh games and and yeah, man, don't let me get in there if xbox is there the, the, he's joking but like you know stuff like that like you have people that really are incensed on stuff like console wars and to know that someone can literally just go in there run on stage and it's like terrifying. two of them went up there like it wasn't even just one guy there are two guys that were up there and security Wait, it was took two? so long yeah, it was two. yeah another guy ran up there and security took so long to do anything about it and i was like how is this a thing Where? like where are safety protocols here? What's going on? Um, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to move on to the second thing, but I just thought that was so wild that I had Great. to bring that I up. Saw, I, saw, I, I want I to touch really quick yeah, on that. No, go ahead. Yeah. I think, although, you know, a lot of people were sad that E3, you know, finally shut down, I think these are good examples of, you know, maybe why it's a good thing they shut down because it seems like after COVID, it seems like everyone got a hundred times crazier. And I, I I wouldn't trust those type of people inside a big convention like E three. So it's like that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I, I mean, E three had their own sort of problem. Like oh yeah, they, yeah. Because I was going E3. somewhere else, but I was I was like just. But I was like because it, it was like I was making it seem good that E three was it. I mean that is really yeah. That's what it sounded like, but like. For the, in the terms of safety of people in the world, but that's it's the thing. a good thing. This has not happened at E3. Like this, is, and, and that's because, like, and I, obviously, I don't. Well, other know. things have happened at E3 that has jeopardized the safety of some other people. But it's never been on stage. At exactly. Least as far as I know, it's never been but, on stage, and that's because, like, you have this. This isn't like you when you have a bunch of companies paying for stage space and you have like a, 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 a an arena setup that is already built in with the security already knows what's going to happen okay sorry <laughs> i thought my internet went out okay um yeah you, you you're you're paying for this arena space and they're they're already prepared like e3 is very i'm assuming because i've never been to like gamescom or um what was the other one that he does? Summer Live Awards shows. Game oh. Awards, whatever. The Game, Game Awards? Awards. Um, I've never been to those, so I don't know. Oh, Summer Brandon, Game Fest. Brandon, do you want to go to the Game Awards this year? The Game Awards? Yeah. Nah, but I, but I might want to go to Summer Game Fest. All right, well, never mind. You wouldn't want to go to one of the Game Awards that's going to have one of the best or uh, orchestrated pieces of the Game of the Year? I know. Yeah, well, I mean, but still, to hear that doing, But he's doing concerts now. now in yeah, he is doing concerts So I'm now, like, so, so I was yeah, going But it's not that. the same. Like, oh, you just got to think back to the Animal Crossing thing. Like... <laughs> Okay, that one was really like not that, was that was amazing. Like you're sitting there hearing all these deep, like theme, like epic things, and then doo -doo 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 -doo. and he did it so purple. Well, obviously, he didn't do it. You know, it was 
the composer. The musicians yeah, the, who the make composers. those medleys incredibly talented because yeah. those are those are you usually very different six six games with very different genres that they have to like mix these music together and make it flow well to the next one. Yeah, that's we not literally easy. got that's Doom, so Final easy. Fantasy VII Remake, and Animal Crossing, and it was fucking amazing. yeah, like that was like that was titillating. It was great. That was amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, but I'm yes, what I was saying was I I do think that like. Uh, with an, with a venue like E3, I, I think that they are more prepared than so far everything that has been hosted by Jeff Keighley. Now I'm not blaming him. Obviously, it's not his fault. Um, but it just seems like there's a lack of safety protocol going on at these things that was definitely there at something like E3. I saw this like funny meme like <laughs> of like this like battle hardened sniper, and the caption was like. At the game, at the game awards, when the, when a high schooler comes to stage and the sniper knows what he has to do. <laughs> that is a horrible joke. Like, oh my god! What in the world? <laughs> well, okay, I would just like to say that HP Critical does not condone violence of any kind. After the conversation that we've had so far, we don't condone violence. Oh no, Christy got knocked out. I shouldn't say knocked out. Christy got. She got shot. <laughs> I'm like, we don't condone violence. The sniper did his job early. <laughs> She's back, okay. Um. I mean, oh, I just went to LA and PSA, they're like, are you a minor? Oh, wow. So, yeah, the, the, the sniper did do their job early. Um, yeah, I just don't know how this happened. Like, I, I really don't understand how it has happened more than once, and it really just highlights the, the uh, um, un, I don't want to call it unprofessionalism, but I feel like it is kind of very... Very... It raises concerns about people's safety by mm-hmm. just by attending. Yeah, hundred percent. Because like, what is going on? Um. Anyway, the other thing that yeah, happened obviously at... Bill Clinton is sending messengers to <laughs> Jeff Keeley, telling I... him, "Yo, let's get there, a there, there has to be like there has to be some kind of like underground alliance now. It's like the Council of Clinton." I saw an article somewhere that was just like, why why Bill Clinton? But I didn't click on it, and now I feel like I should have and saved it for this podcast, because I do want to know why. Like, what the, the thing is that the, the first kid never, like, he's never explained it. Like, he's shown up on so many TikTokers <laughs> and YouTubers' videos, and he's never once brought it up what he did. It's like, how do you just not, how do you ignore that? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what got you famous. Yep. And then he started showing up everywhere after that. That was so strange. That was so yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah so he weird. learned instant transmission. Yeah. Must have been. If, there, if, there, if, there, if there's one thing I would like to learn from that kid is how did he learn instant transmission? Because that'd be so useful. I'd go to Miami every weekend. Probably Bill Clinton him. taught him. I don't want to learn anything from him because I really, yeah, I really want to learn anything from him. I just, I like, want instant transmission, man. Yeah, y'all live too far away from me. I just want to visit y'all weekends. Yeah, but he pissed for, me for off like because that was their first game of the year award win for them, and he hundred percent ruined it. And they he did. hella deserved it for for everything. So that that actually pissed me off. Um. Yeah. And I need to finish Elden Ring. But anyway, the other we thing that happened that what? We don't blame you. Why? That's one game that we won't get mad at you for not finishing. I was doing a really good job. It's just so long. Oh, and hard. I should play Elden Ring. Say that. It's okay. You've been talking about long and hard things that took <sighs> all night. Um, the other thing that's happened at the Game Awards is the PlayStation Portal has finally got a name and it's been shown off. Uh, the PlayStation Portal allows for PlayStation Remote Play from your PlayStation to the PlayStation Portal handheld. Um, they also showed off the PlayStation Pulse Explore wireless earbuds 
and the PlayStation Pulse Elite Wireless headset. Um, there's a lot of details going into this. Uh, so I'm going to give a few of them and... And then, excuse me, mentioned something that Gabe brought up about the, this and then let him tell us about why he thinks it's a bad idea. Um, but first, let me tell you, you don't think it's a bad idea? I didn't say it was a bad idea. Uh, well, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. But first, let me tell you guys all about the PlayStation Portable. PlayStation's first remote play dedicated device, the PlayStation Portable Remote Player, is set to launch later this year at only $199.99, so $200 plus tax, depending on where you live in the state. Um, and uh, let me give you some details about it. The PlayStation Portable Remote Player uh, brings the PS5 experience to the palm of your hand. It includes the key features of the DualSense wireless controller, including adaptive triggers, haptic feedback. It also comes with an 8-inch LCD screen that is capable of 1080p resolution at 60 frames per second, providing a high-definition visual experience that expected from the high-quality games created by world-class developers at PlayStation. The PlayStation Portal is the perfect device for gamers gamers and households where they might need to share their living room TV or simply want to play PS5 games in another room of the house. PlayStation Portable will connect remotely to your PS5 over Wi-Fi, so you'll be able to swiftly jump from playing on your PS5 to your PlayStation Portal. PlayStation Portal can play supported games that are installed on your PS5 console and use the DualSense controller. It also includes a 3.5mm audio jack for wired audio, the PSVR 2 games, which require the headset, and games that are streamed through PlayStation Plus Premium's cloud streaming are not supported currently. Uh, PlayStation Plus Remote will launch later this year for 200 bucks. Um, they also announced the PlayStation Plus Elite wireless headset and the PlayStation Explore, I'm sorry, the Pulse Explore wireless earbuds, which I'm not going to go over. Um, you can definitely go look at them. The earbuds are also 200, no, the earbuds are 150 bucks. Um, and I believe the Pulse is 200 yeah, I think the Pulse Explorer is 200 and the earbuds are 150 Um, They also announced the PlayStation Link, which is PlayStation's new wireless audio technology. It is coming with the uh, the uh, headset and the um, earbuds. Um, it does not come with the older PlayStation headsets uh, for the PS5, so you would have to upgrade to the new ones. And that is the only way that you can get wireless um, sound on the PlayStation Portable, which is a little bit of a bummer because then you'd have to shell out an extra 200 bucks for some headsets to be able to listen wirelessly. Otherwise, you're going to have to plug in that uh, 3.5 millimeter jack. Uh, and yeah, that's the PlayStation Portable pretty much. It's meant to be one of these things where if you want to just play your PlayStation game uh, in bed instead of on the couch or at the desk, you can just grab the PlayStation Portable. It's very nice because once you press the button on the portable, it turns your PS5 on. You can play wirelessly. You're not going to have, you're not supposed to have the issues of cloud gaming because you're not gaming from the cloud. You're just streaming your game. So it should be a much more streamlined experience than some of the cloud gaming that you experience on, you know, the PlayStation or, or the Switch. And, um,. Yeah, pretty much you can connect your, to Wi-Fi anywhere and play from anywhere. You don't even have to do it at home. Now, it will depend on, you know, the Wi-Fi connection that you're going to. But if you want to take your PlayStation Portable to a friend's house, connect to their Wi-Fi and play your game, you can essentially also do that too. Um, and uh, the price is 200 bucks. So, what do you guys think about it? Shit's not for me, bro. Just, just, Why just straight not? up. Like, well... Based on everything that you're describing for it, like um, the fact that it's like Wi-Fi connectivity, I mean, we already knew that, and but they 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 really do seem to emphasize that it really is mostly for 
based because I did read the uh, report and I also heard you say it, and it does really seem like it's mostly geared for you to play at home, just not necessarily on your TV. Like maybe kind of like with the Wii U did, where you just like where someone's using the living room TV and then you're just kind of like playing in another room and just like or like you said, if you want to play in your bed. And yeah, I can see the novelty in that, but I wouldn't want to spend two hundred dollars to do that. And moreover. For the idea of like saying it, you know, taking the system elsewhere where the Wi-Fi may not be good and have running into that latency problem, I wouldn't want to encounter that when I have a perfect good switch to play those games natively. And even <laughs> if I'm playing it, if I'm playing it at my friend's house, man, I'll just, it's, I just, I don't think that 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 last scenario is just not something I've ever really encountered where I just like needed to bring my PS5 to a friend's house to play games like that. We'll just play. What few local games are on PS5? PS5 is not really a game I play like a lot of local games. Honestly, it's mostly for like online games. Switch is where I play my local games. If I'm being perfectly real. Okay. What about Xbox? What do you use that for? <laughs> rare replay. So that's it. It's my rare replay machine. How long were you waiting to say that? I was. It, it was. It was either gonna come up now with someone talking about the games they do use to use to to play handheld, or it was gonna be when someone mentioned, I don't know, like Xbox Game Pass or something. The only thing I'll say to what Brandon said is that yes, it's not for you. I did ask why it's not for you, and you perfectly explained it because you don't play PS5 games like that, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. for me, it's a very different situation. But I'll go last. Uh, Christy, what do you think about it? I mean. There's some games on my PS5 I would play, but it's not a lot like my Switch. So, I'm, it's really not worth it for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Brandon, there was something you said that I wanted to comment on. God, what was it? You, you said, I think it was uh, that there, I think you said like there are no games on, on PlayStation to play or something like that. that That's said? not what I said. Just nothing that I would want to play local PS5. Like, like that I could think of. I'm sure there's, there's some that you I have. games that you would like but... to play locally on PS5? Do you want to play Spider-Man no, locally on PS5? No, he doesn't want to. You don't want to play Final Fantasy 16 locally on PS5? No, he doesn't want to. You don't want to play... Wait, wait, wait. I'm out of games. I was trying to think of games Brendan would like to play, because I could list a whole shit ton of local single-player PS5 oh, games. I, I actually, no, no, I actually no. don't understand so, the so question. Want, no, there's Persona, there's Persona, there will be Persona 3 Reload, so you don't want to pay, play that locally either? Isn't that coming out on, on Switch? Switch. <laughs> yes, he's going to play that on Switch. Oh, is it coming on Switch too? I, I thought it was only so, yeah. PlayStation. I have not seen a Switch. Oh. I know it's coming out on Xbox. I thought it was like... Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, Gabe, what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I feel like $200 is a lot for something that doesn't let me play without having, without Wi-Fi. Like, and then my other thing is, doesn't doesn't the PlayStation 5 uh, have the um, the remote play? Yes, so you could essentially do this on your mm-hmm. phone or your tablet. Or my or your iPad, iPad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm generally trying to think. Connect your their... controller with your yeah, iPad too and I'm play. I'm trying to think of like who their target audience is. Okay, their target audience is for people who have cash to burn. They're... Which is wow. not Jarrell yet. Jarrell wants it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh wait, Jarrell wants it. Okay, that was like a double fuck me. Like, oh my god. <laughs> well, I'll tell you guys why I 
am going to buy this eventually. Um, one, I think that they've marketed he added it eventually after Gabe. Yes, eventually. Um, one, I think that they've marketed it as an accessory that's not necessary. Like, I don't think that they've made it be like, oh, it's a PlayStation Portable. Oh, you need to get this. I think they've very much been like, even with that description, it's like, hey, if you, if you need to share the TV with somebody and, like, you want to go play your game, you can literally just pick this up and play on the couch. Like, that's exactly what it is. And I think they're they're marketing it as that. They're not marketing it as the next Nintendo Switch or the next um, uh, Steam Deck. So th I appreciate that. One. Two, I think $200 is such a reasonable price for an 8-inch OLED with a with a, uh, with a, uh, uh, a dual sense. It's not OLED. Dual... It's LCD. I'm sorry. LED. LED. LCD. Um, LCD. Sorry. I think that's a very, very good price for what they were selling. And thank you, because I was also going to bring up, I was disappointed that it wasn't OLED, um, especially from playing my OLED Switch. However, I played a regular-ass Switch for years, and I was fine. Um, and I think, obviously, when you go into OLED territory, you're going to be uh, paying, a, you're going to end up paying more um, just for that screen. I think $200 for this accessory is, like aptly priced i don't know like i i guess the the next best thing would be 150 i can't see them going under anything under that like i i i, I originally i feel like i thought it, it was going to be like 300 350 bucks or more and the fact that this is cheaper than a switch this is cheaper than a steam deck and it's giving you the opportunity to do what both of those do it's just restricting you to either your home or somewhere else that has uh, a decent Wi-Fi, and I think that that's that's totally fine because you're you're not having to. Me personally, I think that's okay because I'm not playing. I'm not paying three hundred fifty dollars for a Switch. I'm not paying three hundred bucks for a, a a Steam Deck, and I'm getting that same. I'm getting that same exact experience that I would use my Switch for or my Steam Deck for at home. I'm getting that again, except for exclusively for PlayStation games. So the same way that I would use that, I would use this. So for me, it makes sense because every time that Job and I hang out, he has to bring his entire PlayStation over here. Uh, and we play a lot of PlayStation games together. Like, as soon as Baldur's Gate 3 comes out for PS5, we're going to be playing that co-op. We're playing Diablo co-op. If I don't have to take my entire PS5 and I can just connect to his Wi-Fi, turn it on, and play handheld like this for 200 bucks less than a Switch, I think that's fucking amazing. I would love to do that. So, for me, it makes a lot of sense. If I want to sit here at my desk and not use this monitor to play the PS5, or if I want to go play in the living room or the kids come over and I don't want them to see me killing or having sex in Final Fantasy 16, I can just pick this thing you up. You have sex in Final Fantasy 16? Spoiler? Kind of. Kind of? I don't Spoiler? know. Spoiler? I might play the game Spoiler? a little bit more now. Wow. Um, <laughs> but, but for that functionality at just 200 bucks, which is cheaper than all the other stuff I have, and all I need is Wi-Fi, and I get to play the game, and also the fact that it's not cloud streaming because I hate cloud streaming, I've actually, when, when, when Kingdom Hearts 4 came out, I was playing Kingdom Hearts 4 on my iPad, uh, through, Kingdom Hearts um, 4, damn, you got that three. early action. Kingdom Hearts 4? Drell? 3, my bad. Drell? When Kingdom Hearts like 3 came something? out. No, I don't Break want to Break NDA right now. <laughs> no, I almost, never mind. Is there Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts 4? <laughs> Tell me know, about Darth Vader. I need Sora run the fate of Darth Vader oh right now. Oh my gosh. But yeah, when I played Kingdom Hearts 3, I played it via um, PlayStation Remote Play on my iPad, and it was great. And I connected my, my DualSense to the iPad, and I had a great time. Like, it, it worked 
perfectly fine for me because it wasn't cloud streaming. Um, and, and because of that experience, like if I, like for example, Christy says that she uses her Steam Deck to play Final Fantasy fourteen. I think the Steam Deck is big. I play fourteen on PS5. The pad is already there. It's literally the perfect game for me to sit on the bed and play uh, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen with. Like it is legitimately perfect for that. So for me, it makes a lot of sense to be able to invest in something that'll allow me to do what the Steam Deck would do, but I don't like using my Steam Deck. And I'm actually constantly playing, like I play my PlayStation every day. Like every single day I'm on my PlayStation. So like the only detriment I think is that it doesn't have wireless um, heads headphones. And I don't even mind that it's not OLED. Like I would like it to be OLED, but I don't think I would pay more than $200 for it. Cause I do think that 200 bucks is a very sweet spot for what it's offering just because it's cheaper than all the other handhelds that are available. So for me, I think it's a great idea, um, uh, only because of the way that it's been marketed as an accessory. I think $200 is very affordable because you're not paying um, more than that like you would for something like a Switch or a Steam Deck. And yeah, you do have to use your PlayStation, but you can also play outside of your house or anywhere in your house, and it's not cloud gaming, so it's not that shitty-ass connection issue that I'm having all the time when I try to play cloud gaming. So I think this is really great, and I understand that a lot of people aren't gonna like it because i don't think it's for everybody i don't think a lot of people are constantly moving their playstation back and forth when they go to a friend's house like and so i don't think that for them he's saying you guys don't have friends i'm saying that you don't have friends <laughs> that you're playing playstation games with because brandon said he's not so like for him it's not so that means they're playing xbox no they're clearly playing switch like, which is great because like switch is portable and you can plug it up but like I play a lot of PlayStation games. I am a PlayStation fanboy, clearly. I play. I have touched my Switch in months. That's not true. I played it on, on Saturday. But, like, I'm playing more PlayStation games than I am for Switch. So, for me, it, this is the perfect product. Because I could grab it right now and play right here on the podcast, no problem. Just like you do with your Switch. The only difference is there are going to be exclusive games that I'm playing on PlayStation. Or Overwatch. Which, that would be great. I would love to just sit here and play Overwatch and not have to, like set up or more final fantasy 14 or yes like it's perfect i think it's perfect for that it's perfect for all those games i'm like damn i'd like to play this handheld now i can for less than a switch so i think it's good i think that's why i want one you know personally just my lifestyle and the way that i use playstation i think it would be really great for me to be able to play quick matches uh quick casual matches of street fighter 6 let's fucking go I will give the PlayStation Portal. It does look like a more comfortable, like it's handheld. The the controls, whatever, look, controls, whatever, look more comfortable than the Switch and the Steam Deck. Yeah, I mean it is a because it's it's the dual. Yeah, it's the dual. And sense. I like the dual sense, mm-hmm. and I like that it also comes with your adaptive triggers and adaptive feedback. So I'm still getting mm-hmm. that same experience right here in my fucking face, and I'm blind. Put that shit in my face. Oh, okay. Well, put the screen in my face because I'm blind. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna stop now. Anyway, that's that's why I think it's a good idea. That's why, because I know that a lot of people, when I say that I want it, are like, what? This makes no sense. They're basically like Brandon, which is like, you know, it, I don't think it's worth it. And I completely understand why you don't think it's worth it. And I don't think it's worth it for you. I wouldn't suggest it for Brandon because he ain't playing shit on it. Whereas I'm playing mine every day. So for me, I definitely want one. Um, I am concerned. I am also concerned about battery life, though. They haven't said how long battery life is. Um, I'm still obviously going to eventually get one, but like, I'm concerned about battery life and not being able to, uh, have wireless headphones just cause all I own now is wireless headphones aside from like these. Uh, but other than that, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to get my hands on one. 
and play Final Fantasy fourteen on on that instead of Steam Deck. I'm done. Just seems like a prick. Yeah, like stuff like Street Fighter, Overwatch, like little things that I'm just playing casual matches in that I don't want to like sit on the couch for. I can sit in my bed now and do it. Although I can sit in my bed and play anything now anyway, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, with the many screens you have all over your room. Yeah, I bought this like little tangent. I bought this um on the Sunday sale. I don't know if I told you guys. I bought one of those beds that like moves, the base moves, like so you can sit up. Oh, that's so comfortable. And I put like so my TV's right here and the bed's here. I literally just put the bed up and sit in bed playing Final Fantasy 16 and it's great. So I don't even need one of these things actually. <laughs> I can just sit in bed and play now. But, you know, if I want to go sit in the living room and play or something or go to the library. Yes, because um, you should go to the library to play video games. You should because you can use that your is library its primary card function. To, you can use your library card to rent things like video games and in instruments and what books library and, do you go to? Like any public library? No, what library? No, when I went to the library, I had books and DVDs. When is the last time you've been to the library? Two thousand and like exactly pff, ten. Exactly. Go to your local library, guys. I don't need to. Know. I don't know how to read. You don't have to be able to read to play games. What am I going to rent a game how, for? How's he, how he going to rent Ace Attorney if he can't read? Yeah, I don't know what That's title I'm looking at. The, you know what the best part about this is? In the fucking library, you can learn how to read at the same time. Isn't that crazy? But why would I want? Nah, I don't want to do that. I don't got time for that. It's fine. You don't have to. You can just ask the attendant to get the game for you because clearly you can't read. Have oh, the attendant read. But how do they know they're giving me the right game? You'll find out when you get back home. Nah, that's too much work. Okay, then you're gonna pay for it. Okay, I'm just trying to put y'all on because the library has more than what you think. Okay, that's all I I'm saying. Doubt my library has all you that. I'm gonna be honest. You haven't been. Okay, but still, I'm actually gonna look it up right now. You need to have a fucking library card. It wouldn't even let your ass in. Okay. I, okay, great. You know what? It's a good thing library cards are free. <laughs> for people that don't owe money. Anyway, that's why I think it's a good idea. I'm I'm not here to sell anybody else. I'm just trying to justify my own purchase here because I'm gonna get one eventually. Um, and I do think it is. Uh, I think it's handy. Um, and I, I I hope that people can appreciate what it is meant to be. Um, I think it is disappointing because you know a lot of us when it first came out were just like this is pointless. Like what is, what's the point of this? Why is this necessary? It's not necessary. I do think it was a bad. I do think it's bad timing, to come out with something that is functionally a wii u pad when you have things like the switch and you have things like the steam deck that can play on the go i do think it's really bad timing to get into something like this however i 100 percent see the use case and i am the target audience maybe once kingdom hearts 4 comes out i'll get it bruh if kingdom hearts 4 is which is probably not gonna be but like if if or oh my god um what was the game uh final fantasy uh rebirth I was playing FF7 Remake on Steam Deck, and I love playing it handheld like that. If I can play Rebirth like that, oh, bitch, I'm playing the whole fucking game like that. When I'm not playing on my, like, full screen, if I'm playing a second playthrough, or even if I want to do... I have, like, uh, Roy, Persona 5 Royal on um, PS5. I play through Royal on, on the fucking... Whatever it's called, PlayStation Portable. I'd play, I'd play it on that. I'd play Octopath Traveler 2 on the PlayStation Portable. I play a bunch of games on PlayStation Portable. Games that I feel like would be great for handheld. I've got a fucking thing right there. Let's go. Fuck y'all. I'm a bad one. I don't care. You don't own me. I never said don't do it. Okay. 
All right, well, I have nothing else to talk about, so I'm just going to do my last question unless you guys have any other statements on the PlayStation Portable. No. Mm. Gabe, we didn't even argue about it, see? Yeah, I told you I didn't really have to argue about it. It was more of a question of why anyone would want this, and well, it's been answered. Th- did that make sense? Now yeah. that you know why people would want it? Yeah. Um. So my question of the week for you guys is, what is a good anime for me to watch? Just so you know. Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. Okay. What? Okay. Here's 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 my question to you. What kind of anime well, do you I'm, like? I'm what are you in the mood for? I'm about to say it. Just so you know, I am completely obsessed with Demon Slayer right now. I I know that I'm super late. I know that I'm super late, but I really really love it, and I, it's like my favorite anime right now. So, if you could suggest one anime for me to watch that's not Full Metal Alchemist because I tried and I don't like it, um, what would you suggest? I have tried. I, I tried for Marissa here. I tried I for Marissa here. She's going to kill me. I'm going to go She's back gonna to it. She's going to be so disappointed. I'm going to let her know. I'm going to go back to it. In our chat. Christy, I just really don't like, what's his name? The, the main guy? Edward Elric. He's so fucking annoying. Like, I cannot watch him. I tried. I was on, like, episode four. Al is the sweetest thing ever. He should just leave Ed and just go on his own fucking adventures and leave his brother to die. Um, yeah. Okay, um, does the, does the, does the one I recommended earlier count? No, because I already have that one on my list. Cool. Then the other one Are I recommended. Is family? I have not. I think you'll like it if you like, you know slice of life slash you know <laughs> chaotic madness i'm writing all of these down so Five the one minutes. since since uh zom 100 doesn't count the other recommendation i have is called high score girl oh i actually it? wanted to watch that yes i highly recommend i i saw it's a it's a it's a romance story that deals heavily with like gaming in the 90s as well so i think you would actually absolutely adore it nice I'm gonna give you one anime to stay away from, (laughs) because someone might because someone might recommend it to you after hearing you say Demon Slayer. No, oh no, watch that. That's such a fun show to watch. It's comfort. Um, Okay. Anyway, uh, Black Clover. The main character is loud as shit. You will not like that anime. In sub, I think I watched. In dub too. I think he's not as loud in dub. And I didn't like Not it. as loud. No, I've heard both. I've heard both. I they disagree with that. But yeah, loud. that's that's something you should stay away from. But the ones I'm going to recommend to you, because Black these Clover's are... also long, though. That's the other thing, too. Black like, Clover? Like no, Black... it's not. It's like oh, yeah, over 100 episodes. It's not over 100 episodes yet. I, I, didn't re- I, I wouldn't recommend anything that was like that long, because like, I figured it was like... Wait. I also so, um... really like Kakegurui. Like, it was also one of my really what is like, favorite animes. It's uh, about gambling. It's on Netflix. It's one of my favorite oh. oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I haven't watched that one. So, so the ones I'm going to recommend, you're probably not going to watch. One of them is Tomo-chan is a girl. It's a 13-episode 13 epi- 13 anime where it's literally this, this girl and this guy, they're best friends, but the guy's never really viewed her as like, I don't want to say a girl. No, yeah, kind of like that. She, he he kind of views her more like as one of the homies, but she's like madly in love with him. It's a comedy. Very cute. The other one is also a comedy. It's also a love one. 
I'm very, I'm very, I'm sure everyone's like, hold on, he watches love comedy animes? Yes, I prefer them over the stuff we have now, believe it or not. Um, and it's not saying that the new stuff is bad, like, it's just literally that's how it is. Hold on, I gotta find the full title. I love Yuri on Ice. Oh, then you're gonna love this one. Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Okay, you're gonna I heard about that one. because I don't Just know. Love is War. Love is War, and, and, and it'll come up. It's it's these two it's so the 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 premise is whoever confesses that they love the other one first loses the war so it's like they so they spend they spend a majority of the anime like trying to get the other to confess and it's it's pretty funny it's so good oh there's another one that's pretty good that i like it's called romantic killers off of it's on netflix romantic killers basically mm mm-hmm Basically, a love wizard comes into a girl's life and tries to get her to fall in love with someone. And so she spends, the, I think, 12 episodes trying to subvert all of the romantic tropes. Oh, I love that. Thanks, guys. I promise that Welcome. next week's question is going to be one that's not relevant to my own personal interest. But I've been since I had me here, and I'm finally getting back into anime. I mean, listen, everyone who listens also gets some great anime recommendations. Um, I will watch these not in the order that you've given them to me, but in my order of interest, because I'm almost done with Demon Slayer, and I'm very sad. I love Naruto. I hate so many people in Demon Slayer now, but I love it. It's so good. What's up, Zenitsu? Zenitsu? He's so Zenitsu. guy. I fucking hate him. He's so useless. He's so annoying. <laughs> and, I, and my friend loves him, and I'm like, girl, what? Like, all he do is nothing. Like, he literally does nothing on the side. Zenitsu is hilarious. That's why I like him. I, it's, it's, such a, it's such a Brandon character. Like, I feel like I knew that you would like Zenitsu. Like, because you like Ryuji, and he reminds me of Ryuji. And I hate Ryuji, and I hate Zenitsu, but I love everyone else. <laughs> I've also grown very fond of Inosuke. And he should just take his little you know, Sky is also cool. I like you know Sky a lot. He's so pretty, and yeah. I'm sad because I'm almost caught up, and I need them to like hurry up and finish. And I won't talk about uh, uh what is that one that that Gabe said, that I said? I'm not gonna talk about it because apparently people really like it, and I I I watched Full Metal Alchemist. Episode, like no, not that one. Black My Black Hero. Black. Yeah, I watched an episode which I'll tell you about after the podcast, and it completely just turned me off from the whole thing. And it's my fault because I everyone tells me, oh, you watch it out of context, blah, blah, blah. But it's because a friend told me to watch that episode. They're like, oh, watch this one and you're really going to like Oh, it. I know what you're talking about. And yeah, that was a bad recommendation really bad. for them to do. I don't yeah. know why they told you to do I've that. I've never been interested in it since then. But anyway, it's time for us to end. <sighs> Thank you guys for being here. It was a wonderful, um, wonderful return to form. Uh, Absolutely. Great to have you yeah, four yeah. here. Um Gabe, welcome back. I expect to see you back next Thank week. Don't give me no you. bullshit. <laughs> oh no, it's coming back. He's allergic to your bullshit. <laughs> I'm allergic to his bullshit. Christy and Brandon, it's always great to see you guys every week. Um, don't forget. Oh, I love you guys too. Don't forget to check out Brandon's streams and Gabe scaring the shit out of himself. I scream like a girl several times. Bye. 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 B